0: Good morning, good afternoon, even good evening folks, and welcome to the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange. I covered my bases because even though we're not in person, we're really bummed about the fact that we couldn't be together in Boston at the fabulous Encore Resort. We are thrilled that we've been able to expand this event to so many more people around the world, frankly, which is so exciting for us. I'm Alicia Esposito, Senior Content Strategist for Demand Gen Report, and we are excited to kick off a jam-packed day of content. I hope you were able to join us on our first day where we had some workshops, more intimate sessions, and our first two keynotes. But uh, today we're going to dig deep. We're going to get into our six tracks, um, which were uh, developed in partnership, uh, not just with our editorial team, but also with our friends at Terminus, who are running the Flip My Funnel track, as well as the Pedowitz Group, who are going to be running the Rev track. So like I said a lot of content to go through today and tomorrow we encourage you to choose your own journey don't feel like you have to stick in one lane before we dig into this morning's keynote um, just a few housekeeping items to dig into first things first um, if you requested to receive our uh, special event box hope you're enjoying it and quick thing to call out our event passport. Throughout the next few days, as you engage with our sessions and our sponsors, you have the opportunity to participate in our fun giveaway game. So check out those rules and guidelines. You're essentially going to be looking for some keywords to fill out in the passport, snap a pic, and then you'll get a chance to win a lot of great. Prizes And next, perhaps most importantly, even though this is an online experience, we did want to bring the best of the in-person experience directly to you. So that means we have a few networking breaks over the course of today and tomorrow, and we encourage you to take the opportunity to engage with our fantastic sponsors, solution providers, tech companies, as well as our B2B mentors, and our B2B SMX experts. You can do that by going to the My Event tab uh, through the platform and clicking on that little widget that has looking to network, it's a little button. You can essentially build your own calendar of appointments. So again, even though you're going to be um, heads down in content throughout the day, we encourage you to take some time to connect one-on-one with your peers and practitioners. I know that's a lot. We have a lot of stuff going on over the next few days, but we do want to slow things down a little bit this morning. That's why I'm thrilled to have joining me this morning, Cole Baker Bagwell, who is the founder and uh, chief kindness director of Cool Audrey. And, you know, the reason why we wanted to bring her in is she has a fantastic heritage in business. And, you know, she has expertise in sales, as well as business strategy. But she realized over the years that Successful businesses are basically built upon two fundamental things, kindness and mindfulness. And frankly, we could all be using a a lot of that right now. So Cole, I'm thrilled to have you on the line. We're going to be walking through some exercises, some Uh real-life practical use cases with you today. So with that, encourage you to get a notebook out, a piece of paper, a pen, anything you need to jot down some notes. I'm going to be doing the exercises with you. This is going to be a collaborative process. And quick note to also try and turn off your cell phones, turn off the volume, close any extra tabs. We really want you to take a breather, take a moment, center, focus on the exercises and all the great insights that Cole has
1: to share with us today. Cole, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you and with all of these awesome people today. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's just great.
0: Yeah, we're thrilled to have you. I've had the chance to speak with you a few times. And every time I speak with you, I feel a little lighter. I feel a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) lighter, which is is very much needed in these times. But before we dig into the exercises, the practical use cases that you've been building for our audience, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about you, how you realized this whole notion that kindness and mindfulness could really
1: change business as we know it. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I I love this question. So I spent about two decades in corporate America and I worked for, you know, all kinds of companies and as a sales executive and as a strategist. And, you know, it was a fair mix, to be honest, of companies that were really fantastic, companies that were sort of in the middle, and then some that were just flat out pretty toxic. In 2018, I had this amazing opportunity to interview for my first ever startup. And, you know, I went and sat down with the CEO. He flew over from California and it was this tiny little, tiny little company. And I read a little bit about them before I went. And when I sat down with him, you know, we started talking about all of the business motions, all of the responsibility because I was being hired as an enterprise sales executive, the first one for, for this little startup. And, you know, we're talking about all of the like the quotas, the revenue, like the type of clients, the conversations, all of the, all of the stuff that we talk about in business. And then the very last question that he asked me at the end of that hour, he said, you know, it's, it's the end of the quarter and you have to inspire people to move with you to close this business. What do you do? And I just sat for a moment and I said, I leave them with kindness. And this giant smile stretched across his face, ear to ear, and he said, Come with me, come with me. So, you know, hustled up from our chairs, wound down this little narrow hallway of this very small office. And their three core values were sitting there. And the first one was be kind. And so immediately I, I began thinking, like, I've never wanted to work someplace more in my entire life than this place because we shared that first common value, which was amazing. So I had this other conversation with him same day. I said, Tell me tell me what you mean by that when you say be kind. And he said, I hire everyone for kindness first, you know, all other things equal, I hire for kindness first. And so what wound up happening with us was, again, little tiny company, I was number 23 at this company. And we had, you know, three or four major competitors in the market who had been there for, you know, a decade or more, and they owned all the big business that we really wanted to try to secure. So we were we were really the underdogs in this situation. But what we did is because we hired everyone for that first core value, what happened was inside of the walls, we began to create this really human vibe with one another, this very powerful connection. It was almost, it was almost like a family you know, sort of argued sometimes, but we we did that in ways that always honored one another. And then that energy that we created together is this tiny group of people kind of taking on the world as it was back then. That became the energy that we used when we thought about, you know, our engineers thought about how to develop products. Our marketing, fabulous marketing folks use that Energy to decide, you know, how are we going to develop messaging around our brand? So, what ended up transpiring was that our brand became known as this very human brand. You know, we were automation for the people. It was so different from what our competitors were doing. And then, that ethos, that internal ethos that we developed, that collective consciousness is what we took out when we started, you know, going to have client conversations. So, that one thing just that one decision he made to hire everyone for kindness first, really enveloped every single motion that we took internally and externally. And it was really the thing that we became known for just that, that human, that human vibe, which is now something that I, I kindly refer to as the cashmere effect. It's this, this feeling that you can't quite shake because it's so yummy and delicious, but it's something that sticks with you that lasts, that You know, really sort of begins to develop like all of the other stuff that we want in business, like brand loyalty and, you know, all of that good stuff that we want that leads to the other good stuff that we're looking to secure in business. So it was a a wonderful, wonderful experience for me and something that, that I look back on now as being one of the most powerful experiences personally and professionally in my life. Super grateful for that.
0: That's incredible, and it and it's definitely an experience that resonates with me. I I know just I mean I've been with Demand General Report and G Three Communications, the parent company, for like I my gosh, it's gonna be my ten year anniversary wow. soon. And I started as employee, I think number five, mm-hmm. and you know we've been able to grow and scale into this incredible organization. Mm-hmm. But it was that connectedness to. Not just like the business and, and the mission, so to speak, but more so the people who help that mission come alive. So that that definitely resonates. And I think that ability to, to build a community is what encourages people to stick around. But I, I do want to unpack how you define kindness in the context of business, because a few things I just jotted down is this, this notion of being human, which we're going to be talking about a lot over the next few days, I think from a marketing perspective and how, what that really looks like. But I also love this idea of honoring one another. So is kindness really making that honor come to life? Like what does it really mean other than like being nice to each other? Right.
1: Yeah, that's also a really great, great question. So kindness, you know, most people think of it as something like pay it forward or, you know, buy somebody some flowers or a coffee or I mean, those are all kind things to do. But I go back. So so I've also been a practicing yogi for about 26 years. And I go back to the definition of kindness that that is our first ethical rule as yogis. And it's a term called Ahimsa that means compassion and nonviolence so i've translated that into sort of our western world and for me kindness means do no harm. so as we think about that it goes way beyond you know sort of the the little gestures that we would offer one another which again are awesome you know if every if anybody's doing that please keep doing that but but what i mean by this is this is really something that we begin to embody so deeply that when we find ourselves in a place where we're having a negative thought or a negative conversation or we react, you know, we have a very human moment and we react in not maybe the most optimal way. This commitment to doing no harm is so much a part of us that we really are able to realize it very quickly and sort of recover. So, so that's how I define kindness as, as just that one simple commitment to do no harm. And then if, if our audience really just takes a, a minute to think about that. In that commitment, then we can find, you know, the space to extend the niceties that come with kindness, the things that we're more familiar with. So that commitment to do no harm. I love that. So obviously,
0: fantastic theory and idea. I I, I know myself personally, I don't set out to start the day by doing harm to others, but I know <laughs> that in the chaos of every day, the stress, the anxiety, especially now, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a bit of a weight some days and sometimes, and and you and I have spoken about this, that sometimes that stress and uncertainty and fear kind of bubbles up and and they react against each other. And then that goes towards somebody without intent, right? I don't mean to do that. So in the middle of navigating all of the uncertainty, the personal and professional chaos, right? We, we're trying to do good work, but we're also trying to be there for our families, our loved ones, our friends. Mm-hmm. How can we manage to to find that kindness or help that kindness come alive, be kind, when, when frankly, maybe we're not up for it <laughs> mentally or, or emotionally because there's so much going on.
1: There is, there's so much going on, right? It was, we had all of these challenges before with, you know, a sort of, fast pace in the Western culture of that very much focused on doing. Then we were juggling all of the things. Like I know you're a mom, right? So we had, we had juggling a family, juggling of work. And sometimes the, the lines were very blurry between the two. We used to have traffic. And sometimes those of us who used to commute, like I used to get on a plane three times a week and, and travel. So all of those things were present before. And now We have on top of that, all of the other things, the really big things going on in the world that do make it really, really tough for us to show up and be the best version of ourselves. So here's the deal. there is some really powerful neuroscience. So this is, if, if you have a pen and paper, this is something I'll ask you to write down because if you remember nothing else, this is one of the top three points that I'd like for you to really take inside of yourself. The neuroscience shows, and there's quite a lot of it, it shows that we as human beings are naturally wired to be kind, to be collaborative, and to be generous. So that's the first thing, right? This is our human nature. So to get there, to be able to tap into the best and truest part of ourselves, that wiring that we already have, every single one of us from the moment that we're born, the best way to tap into it is we have to begin to slow down so that we can realize where we are. So if we say, wow, you know, I'm feeling really stressed out today, or, you know, I've been taking in too much news, or man, I've got these work deadlines that are coming, or this new campaign I have to kick off, and I'm not quite sure that I can get there with this energy that I'm storing up. The first clue is to actually be able to tap into where are you, you know, how are you feeling? What's going on up here? Because whatever's going on up here is going to start seeping out through words, through action. So we start with a pause. Very simply, we start with a pause so that we can begin to align ourselves back to this nature that that we've been you know we've been built with, that we've been wired with, quite literally. Oh, that's great. So
0: you hit on a lot of fantastic points, and I guess my follow-up question for you is, you know, what can we do in those moments where we are feeling that pressure, we are feeling like extra strapped, you know, I, I know in my work, And I'm I'm letting it all hang out, guys. Sorry if this is TMI for everyone, but like I'm trying to be collaborative. I'm trying to be, you know, a good colleague. I'm also trying to create a lot of
1: innovative
0: ideas for our audiences and and bringing those to life. So depending on the day, sometimes Mm -hmm. that's that's a lot of tension, right? And I know we've spoken in the past around you know identifying you know moments where you have these triggers that may trigger you to like react or, Mm -hmm. you know, have a a negative response. Mm -hmm. So can we kind of dig into, you know, what that means, you know, what the folks watching could possibly do to kind of work through those, work through those triggers, frankly, and, and go into collaborative conversations, you know, meetings, meetings with clients, even when they're feeling that
1: pressure and they just need to like, let it, let it all go. You know, what what can we do to do to address that? Sure. So let me talk a little bit about that and and then we're going to practice together. So, so mindfulness, mindfulness is, is the foundation that I use to get all of my clients to a place where they can begin to embody this ethos of doing no harm. Mindfulness for everybody to think of it as the gateway. It's the gateway to awareness, right? It's been very misrepresented in our Western culture in a lot of different places. And people have this different idea about what mindfulness is. What it is very simply is paying attention on purpose. And we try to do that with the spirit of doing no harm. So without judgment, be very objective. So. So mindfulness is the gateway to that awareness. I mean, it is awareness. It is the way that we we begin to develop it. But bigger than that, it also becomes the regulator for us. So it's in that awareness, we're able to sort of understand, like I mentioned before, what am I thinking? How am I feeling inside of my own body? You know, what kinds of things are going on? Maybe it's a, a narrative that you've written in your mind. Maybe you have some deadlines, like we mentioned before. Maybe you have somebody who's unwell that you're really concerned about. We're one self at home we're one self at work. We're the same self. We may act a little differently, but at the end of the day, we're all the same person. So mindfulness then in that awareness, it, it gives us the ability to regulate our behavior. So we tap in firstly and understand like what's cooking up there, what's cooking in the body. Step number two is being able to then cultivate this response of doing no harm, being able to regulate a response instead of a reaction. So that's kind of how this works, right? So let's try this. So if everybody will get out their pen and paper, and Alicia, you too, please. And what I'll ask you to do is we're going to go through this for about the next couple of minutes. So don't feel any pressure to sort of rush. The question is this. I want you to think back to the last time that you felt angry, frustrated, unheard, The last time that you felt really upset, maybe you felt really sad. So any of those, any of those feelings would work for this particular exercise. So if you'll think about that, get that in your mind. And we're just going to look at it as a visitor. We're not going to go back there and and pull all that up. We just want to sort of notice this in a different way. So question number one. And I'd like for everybody to write down maybe two or three words, not a sentence, you know, or a paragraph. This is just a little exercise to cultivate some awareness. I'd like for you to write down, how did that feel in your physical body? What did you notice? If you think back to that time where you were upset, where you were frustrated, where you were angry, how did that show up in your physical body? So just two or three words. All right. The second question is, can you write down the trigger? Was it a person? Was it a situation? Was it something old that sort of bubbled up for you? Was it a lack of control? Was it a surprise that happened that kind of threw you off your game? Can you write down just in one or two words what the trigger was? Okay. Then the last part of this is, and and you're the only one who's going to see this. So this is just to help raise your awareness. I want you to think back to the response that you gave in that situation and ask yourself, was it a response where you did some harm? So did you extend a word that was unkind? Did you go into defensive posture? Were you, or were you able to walk away from that? So whatever the case, just write down, did you do harm or not? Yes or no. That way, if somebody reads your journal journal later, they'll have no idea what happened. So it's just yes or no in the journal. Okay. So the whole point of doing this exercise is to help you, number one, identify what kinds of things set you off. And then once we understand what sort of things sort of flip that trigger for us and set us off, and we're able to understand how that shows up in our mind and in our body, Now that's called awareness. That's called mindfulness. Now we're able to actually do something about that, make a better choice on the other side, a choice that will serve ourselves better, that will serve our, you know, the other people better that we're showing up to engage with. So I think this is probably Alicia, a really good time to practice this right now too. So I'm going to offer everybody something because this is going to be one of the, one of the tips that I share with you to sort of take away. So What I'm going to ask you to do is put your feet on your floor, put your pen and your paper off to the side, put your hands in your lap, rest your shoulders against the back of your chair. And if it's a good place for you, you know, if you're not like out in a park somewhere, if you're actually in a space where this would be safe for you to do so, if you'll please close your eyes or just kind of lower your gaze a little bit. And then I'm going to ask everybody to begin taking three breaths in and out of your nose, not changing anything, not doing anything, just breathing. Easy breath in, easy breath out. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to take six breaths in and out of your nose in the very same way. And I'm going to ask you to focus on one thing, the weight of your hands in your lap. Take all of your attention to the weight of your hands in your lap as you're breathing in and out of your nose. Easy breath in, easy breath out. Four more, just like that, please. On these last three breaths, I'm going to ask you to take, just notice what's going on in your mind. Where is it asking you to go? What's it asking you to think about? Just notice, just like you're watching a movie. Easy breath in. Easy breath out. On this last breath, the deepest one that you've taken all day, maybe all week, maybe over the last few months. Notice any small shift that you feel in your body and your mind from now compared to the time when we started breathing together. One more big breath. And when you're ready, please slowly open your eyes. So what we were able to do in those few breaths together was to slow everything down, to get a little clarity. And so what's happening inside of your body, the reason that this is so important is because we have this really this really amazing mechanism to control our experience if we just know how to activate a couple of little triggers in our body. So what happened is... In in the simplest form, you have your nervous system, right? It's set up into two sides. The fight or flight side, it's the part that keeps you really safe. If you're going to be in a lot of trouble, like the house is burning down, you're in a car accident, you want the fight or flight to kick in because it's going to help you spring into action and get out of dodge. And the reason it does that is because it starts to release all of these stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, that help you kind of spring into action. We want that side to activate only when we need it. When we experience compounded stress for too long, when we're moving, moving, moving on autopilot, we're not taking our time to step through. That nervous system stays on too much. And it actually begins to impact our health. It impacts the way that we show up in our in our own lives, at work. It impacts the way that we engage with one another. The other side of the nervous system, the one that we really want to trigger is the parasympathetic side, the peaceful side. And when we breathe, we're able to, I call it turning on the lights of Las Vegas. We're able to activate something called the vagus nerve. And that vagus nerve helps to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And from a practical standpoint, what that means is that we're able to calm everything down inside of our body. We're able to calm those stress hormones down. We're able to improve our cognitive function. So we're able to think more clearly and respond instead of react. We're able to show up in a way with higher awareness. We're able to show up in ways that allow us to do no harm to ourselves and to others. And we're really able to create in that space. As we think about business, trust that leads to incredible our incredible ability to collaborate and all of that leads and helps us to create new ideas, to innovate together. So that's how the pieces of this puzzle come together, right? So in pausing, in breathing, we're able to assess kind of what's happening and we're able to move from that place into a space of consciousness that allows us to make better decisions that allows us to become more creative, more collaborative, more innovative, create that human connection of together. So that's going to be tip number one for today, by the way, Alicia, it's the pausing, the breathing and the assessing. How do you feel?
0: Great. I feel good. You you saw me before we hit the live button. I was like, "Uh," and that's usually my first response. It's tension. It's, feeling out of control. And, and that's when, like you said, my, my fight or flight response kind of goes into overdrive because I'm trying to be in control of everything. Yeah. I'm a Virgo. I can't help it. It's just the way I
1: am. Everybody loves to use their star signs for that, by the way. Our, I'm, a blur, <laughs> or I'm a Sagittarius, right? I think it's a human, it's 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 human thing. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. But I, but I, think, I think what really resonates for me is mindfulness is a personal thing and i know like i've kind of asked you in the past like because i'm kind of going to to the business lens right like like mm-hmm. scaling it applying it to teams and what does that look like and you said no 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 this is this is a personal thing this has to be an exercise and an application of one so mm-hmm. I, we're we're already at the end of our time together which blows my mind cuz time goes so fast whenever i speak with you
1: oh.
0: um but what are some Closing tips or or best Mm -hmm. practices? Because at the end of the day, our event is all around better collaboration and alignment between teams, people in marketing, sales, ops, working together collectively. So how does this exercise or application of one branch out?
1: Yes. So the most important thing to remember is that kindness is contagious. So it becomes very magnetic. So as we think about collective consciousness, this practice of one becomes a force multiplier for good. So just think of it as the most beautiful ripple effect you could ever imagine. So, so three tips, as we think about ourselves and as we think about showing up as this whole self for work to engage with teams and clients. So firstly, three little letters, pause, it's PBA, pause, breathe and assess. And that's going to help you understand, you know, what's going on in my body, what's going on in in my mind. And it's going to let you know, do I need to slow down? And do I need to do that before I engage, before I respond? So that's number one. Number two, please, please, please make a commitment to do no harm. I'm leading a kindness revolution in business in this very specific way. So whatever you do, make a commitment to do no harm. And in that moment, if you're really just out of sorts and there's no other response that you can elicit, remember that I hear you. Or thank you for helping me understand. Or let me have a little time to think about that. Those three answers are perfectly acceptable. And sometimes they're the very kindest ones that we can offer. So number two, make a commitment to do no harm. The last one is so important. This is the hugest opportunity, I think, for anyone in marketing, anyone in business right now, is to think about three W's. It's who, it's what, and it's why. So at the very base level, it's who do I serve through the work that I do? What do we do? And why does it matter? Or what do we need to do? And why would it matter for them? And you can begin to play with these three W questions. But when you do that, when you're able to start with that mindful place, make that commitment to do no harm, and then sit down and really settle in and focus on those three questions, the output of your work is automatically going to be more human. It's going to be more about someone else than it is about you. And in that, you're going to be able to begin to create that cashmere effect, that feeling that we talked about at the very beginning of our time together. And that's the thing that creates brand loyalty and legendary companies, legendary output of our work and exceptional outcomes. So those three things, PBA, do no harm, and the three W's. So I hope that helps everybody. And I think that, you know, if each one of us can begin to make that those little commitments of self, we can really begin to create quite a lovely ripple across this world of business and otherwise.
0: I love that. Cool. Especially in, in this world we're living in where I almost feel like there's a glamorization of the hustle, right? How how much mm-hmm. can we do? How much can we be strapped for time? How much mm-hmm. can we stack our plates with obligations? I feel like when we're feeling so much pressure from outside forces, we, we need to do what we can to protect ourselves and, and, and ultimately our, our teams, right? I mean, that, that seems to be the most paramount thing right now.
1: Yep. And with practice, all three of these things become second nature because remember, we're living into the best part of ourselves. So as all of this stuff still spins in the world and the world will always spin it's a guarantee these are three easy ways that we can begin to change our own experience the experience of people around us and and what we share with the world Fantastic. Well, thank you again so much for walking us through those
0: exercises and your experiences. I loved personally hearing the science behind it and then the actual application, how it's carried out in our everyday. Definitely some fantastic fodder for us to keep in the back of our heads as we get into a jam-packed day, frankly, of of content and networking. So folks interested, please visit coolaudrey.com for more information, learn more about Cole's mission, her history. You even have some articles on Thrive Global as well. So Mm -hmm. anyone who's interested in learning more, we encourage you to do so. So Cole,
1: thank you again so much for taking the time. Thank you. I loved being here with you. So remember to take it slow today, everybody. Slow and steady today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: Excellent. Yeah, absolutely, everyone. And we're actually going to be getting into some networking time at this moment. So again, go to the main platform with your account, click my event, and then click schedule appointment, you can see all those different networking opportunities that I talked about at the top of the session, we'll be getting into some lunch and learns after that. So again, jam packed day of content, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks so much, everyone. You've been listening to the flip my funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player.